This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Days of Thunder, the WCW Thunder Rewatch podcast that you didn't ask for, but we did anyway, coming to you as part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. It's not your regular show that we have for you this week. It's the return of our Thunder Request live series. I'm your host, Dave Ryan, and I am joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Stagger Lee Malone. Lee, how are you this week? I'm excited. <laughs> well, <laughs> Lee, Lee, you're always excited for a week where, one, we don't have to watch WCW, and two, a week where we don't have to do any prep before a show because we're doing a commentary track. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a nice change of pace to leave WCW for a little bit and yeah. dive dive into my probably my favorite era of ecw i'm not saying it's the best it's just it's the one i'm nostalgic for it's what i first watched mm. uh yeah it, it's interesting because this is, again is going to be like when we do the um the look back uh at older wcw that you're familiar with where there's kind of a role reversal here because this mm. is much as i have kind of uh cherry picked my ecw watching over the years i was never a regular watcher even during the bravo era where it was like mm. easy enough to watch here um but I also, I also think that's you are just a slightly bit too young to probably watch it regularly on bravo yeah i'm i'm what like two years younger than you mm. i think yeah so like you, I, I was just on the cusp of getting away with watching it like yeah i i like i was i was aware of it and i was mm. you know I suppose this is our getting into our history with ECW talk. Um, I was aware of ECW. I was reading like, I remember reading a wow world of wrestling magazine back mm. then. And one of my favorite things to do uh, was to read like title histories and, and things like that. And they would have the ECW title list along uh, with WWF and WCW and things like that. They'd have features on uh, ECW wrestlers and I remember <laughs> I remember very notably one of the last issues of WoW I ever got had a large pull out poster of Easy Money <laughs> Jason Jett himself yeah um, where did you do you remember where you hopped on with ECW um, the first ECW VHS I remember buying hmm. was Guilty as Charged 1999 which is actually the pay-per-view just before this um i don't remember if i was actively looking for it or if i stumbled across it but i was very much aware of ecw i had definitely watched plenty of ecw on bravo at that point yeah whether i'd seen full pay-per-views before that i 
don't recall. I don't think I would have. Um, but yeah, no, like this this era, like I would have seen, obviously bits and odds and ends of different shows and pay per views and such. Yeah. Um, I like I know, like I said, I had a a friend in school, uh, Pa, who was super into ECW, but was into it in a way that, like, in first year, I remember him going, "No, no, no, Dave, ECW is real." You know, and like I guess in certain ways, absolutely compared to WWF and WCW, mm-hmm. but not in the way he meant it. No, you know, he was like, "It's a shoot, brother," basically to me. So I remember, you know, cherry picking some stuff he was giving me at the time. Um, I, but I think for a lot of people my age, that the point at which you're kind of you get the real I want to watch a lot more of this is when Rise and Fall of ECW comes out mm-hmm. you know prior to them doing the one night stand pay-per-view after that DVD was just a rave success so that that DVD was like 2004 wasn't it because one night stand was 2005 then um, yeah it had to have been 2004 it might even have been late 2003 but it was definitely mm-hmm. in around that time yeah yeah I remember getting that for my um my birthday that year because it was just like I remember again the likes of a power slam and places like that just gone this is like the best DVD WWE have ever put out I, I, I um, don't know I don't want to say it was a first day purchase but I remember anticipating waiting for it to come out and getting it yeah and it's like of the like most of my wrestling DVD collection didn't survive the moves I made over the years like when I was a student and then when I moved back here to my house um, the one I'm most annoyed about not surviving uh, and still not having it is the rise and fall of ECW. Um, I have two. I have two copies of it. Oh, do you? Um, right. I'm just gonna hop in the car, and <laughs> I'll be over there by the third or fourth match. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is um ECW Living Dangerously 1999. So this is from March of that year. Like you said, it followed Guilty as Charged. Um, and yeah, we're just gonna do a uh, a commentary track for this uh which is kind of the vibe we've been rocking with the trl show so far um if you're not watching along at home that's cool uh we will as always try to make this a a, a relatively enjoyable listening experience even if you aren't watching along um but i think the 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 best way to enjoy these trl shows is to to watch them along with us lee yeah for sure i mean I mean, plenty of podcasts before us have done the, the watch-along gimmick. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we do our utmost to make it entertaining, like you said, whether you're watching, which would be the optimum way, or mm-hmm. if you're just listening in the car on the way to work or on, on the train or anything else. Absolutely. This episode of Days of Thunder is brought to you by the fine people at HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Get farm-fresh seasonal produce and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every week. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick-and-easy recipes. To avail of the offer that HelloFresh have made to you, the Days of Thunder listener, please go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Use promo code 
VOW16. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Now back to the lads. Okay, so we're sitting back. We're ready to go here, Lee. We've cracked our fresh beverages. Uh, I have the uh, WWE Network version open. It is paused at four seconds when the time of 5.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time has just appeared in the screen above our intrepid reporter's head. Some very choppy seas behind here outside the Asbury Park Convention Center. Are we ready to go? Let's go. I will count three, two, one, go, and on go I will hit play, uh, and I will keep the volume elevated on my TV so that you might hear the background noise to see how well you're synced up, and then I will bring the volume down. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we're starting out with Taz full of sass here. This is this is peak Taz. I mean, coming off the uh, choked out Shane Douglas at Guilty as Charged 99. You mm. come back to pay-per-view for the first time and here he is outside uh, the convention hall in Asbury Park trying to challenge us to Ric Flair, Stone Cold, all those gimmick wrestlers. <laughs> all those gimmick wrestlers. The, uh, the ECW belt is looking really good there. Real, like, fresh, shined-up shit. It was just putting the shine of Ballo down the, uh, <laughs> down the amusements. <laughs> Sabu, I hate your guts. Yeah, I, I love Taz. This, this is why I love Taz. Yeah. He's got a real uh, shave-those-sideburns look on him. I mean... I'm not saying Hook needs to grow those sideburns, but Hook definitely needs to grow those sideburns. Yeah. How old would Hook have been at this point? Um, I'm going to say maybe one, two. Yeah. At most. Like, it's 23 years ago. Is Hook 23? <laughs> well, when I tried to look up, it said, it, it just gave me Taz, who is obviously uh, 54 years old now. Which I will say, in 2022, he's looking pretty good. Looking well for 54, yeah. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> he was, Hulk was born literally like about six weeks after this. There you go. So this oh. is March 1999. Uh, Hulk, we, this is the last few weeks where we were a world without Hulk as he was born May 4th, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> so... Hook, uh, Hook has just celebrated his 23rd birthday then. Yeah. So we're in, in the ring with Joey Styles and his giant earpiece now. And his very much too large suit jacket. Yeah. As was the style at the time. As was the style at the time. He, um... Like, they really made those buildings small as they were look just phenomenally packed to the rafters didn't they they you know what they really did make them look comparative to wcw and wwe rwf yeah. at the time 
it's only really on the like the wide shots where you can see the the back it's, it's wall that you see yeah. how small yeah. it is I, and you know listen indie a lot of indies aren't going to get a torn out like ecw would but like it it is a lost art to make a room look full yeah <laughs> what what you end up getting a lot on the the independents in particular is uh, companies that are crap at miking or uh, like shooting a building, so they they end mm-hmm. up with the reverse. It either sounds like a a live crowd sounds like a dead crowd, or a full building looks vacant. Or it's Kevin Gill on commentary, and you just wish there was nobody there. <laughs> That'll clear a building out. <laughs> oh. As is uh, as is tradition with a lot of shows we we watch back in the day, Bill After sighting. I was just going to say, cam. yeah, the first thing I see is Bill After in an ECW T-shirt. There we go. I loved it. I loved uh, this about ECW. This really takes me back the the ECW opening credits. Uh-huh. You can just imagine a severely stressed out Tommy Dreamer trying to put this stuff together in Paul's basement <laughs> while his mom's doing the laundry. I mean, you want to talk about highlight packages. Like, this to start off pretty much every show, it just instantly tells you what you're about to watch. Is it controversial to say I much preferred Harry Chest RVD? No. He was absolutely at his peak in ECW. Yeah. Sid, who of course is in ECW at this point. <laughs> ECW, as always, a, a real mixed bag. I mean, just on this highlight video alone, you've had Just Incredible, Hayabusa, Sid, yeah. Sabu. And now we have the insane luchador himself. Super crazy. If I'm remembering correctly... The first Tajiri Super Crazy match was on Guilty as Charged 99. Mm. And let me tell you, I was blown away the first time I watched it. Yeah. I still like to watch it every now and again. It's an incredible match. Yeah. And this is, of course, you know, not just Tajiri, but Yoshihiro Tajiri. Yeah, Yoshihiro Tajiri. With, with Remember, the, that, got uh, one of, that got one of the bigger pops earlier on in the... Um, one night stand when they used his full name. Yeah, when he wasn't just Tajiri. Look at the baby face on him. It'd be it's gonna be interesting to watch the crowd during this. We were just on the the Must See Matches podcast, Must See Mondays, this week, uh, talking about the art of the opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this feels like the kind of match that you could have thrown these two guys out in WCW and this match would have started cold. Yeah. Because they would not have cared as much. But the crowd is already like, you know, we're we're up for this. We should, we should say that uh, he was named Yoshihiro Tajiri in his intro by the uh, ring announcer. But yet mm-hmm. the graphic just said Tajiri in classic American wrestling style. Yeah. Whoever's doing the graphics is like, am I fuck gonna try spell Yoshihiro? <laughs> you can imagine Tommy Dreamer. 
<laughs> how many how many eyes are in this name? <laughs> what how did you feel about the um the blue ECW canvases? I love it. Again, yeah. it it's different to see WW have that like kind of grey, very plain hue. EC or WCW had that kind of not as blue as this, whereas ECW have like that aqua blue. Yeah. And it really stands out. With, with how much Paul loved to kind of crib from other countries, I'm kind of surprised they didn't try to go with the, like the all Japan, you know, half and half diagonal, which would have looked real different in the US. Listen, I think if they had a stuck around post 2001, yeah. I think he absolutely would have went kind yeah. of more like remember the like the ROH. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. He would have had Gabe in his ear. Yeah. I I've always like I, you know obviously I I love Tajiri. We all love Tajiri, but I've always I've always been into Super oh. Crazy as well. Yeah, Super Super Crazy and ECW. Like for anyone who's never watched them, like. As over as Rey Mysterio was with the WCW crowd, Super Crazy may have been more over with the ECW crowd. Yeah. He was just that, that, such a fan favourite. Like, they are so in sync. Like, that, that, yeah. Like, look the, at that the crowd. Super, the super impressive bit is the, the no hands, like, going, for, uh, jump, leaping from the mat up to the, the top rope springboard mm-hmm. uh, moonsault. I mean, you you just talked about it'd be interesting to watch the crowd. Look look at how invested this crowd are in this match already. Yeah, yeah. we got the 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 cruiserweight standoff and uh, the the crowd just ate it up. Handspring elbow, uh, good, vintage good, to jury. Yeah, good sound off the ring as well. You know, like it's I, a loud. I I find that. Um, when Connor's playing with his like wrestling rings or stuff, like and they all have different sounds, yeah. he likes to say, "Oh, that sounds like a WCW ring, or that sounds like a, an AEW ring." That that kid gets an education around yours. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes, lovely. Not something you'd expect to see from Tajiri is a corner dive. Yeah, he did do the kind of like go over the like right before the ring post part yeah. of the corner instead it of is- trying to clear the ring post. But you know, I I would. I would not even do. I would not do either if it was me. <sighs> Margin for really error on that SIE moonsault is yeah. very minimal. Because for anybody who isn't watching it, it's the it's the high elevated ramp they've got here tonight, uh, which I am a big fan of. Yes, love a ramp. Ramp right to the ring. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I guess as we learned recently with Brian Danielson, you need to make sure that shit is built properly. <laughs> I still think that was a work. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Well, he is the greatest of all time. That that, that was like a real dull thud as yeah. the jury's head hit the ramp off a sunset flip. What did you think of Joey Styles on his own on commentary? Um, Like... At the time, I think, you know, it's an even more extreme version of I, I always admire podcasters who do like solo audio, like my eternal hats off to how often uh, Joe Lanza does it mm-hmm. here on VOW. Um, 
like I can't imagine speaking for a three hour broadcast by myself, but I think like he was for the time absolutely excellent at his job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought for a little while when WWE flirted with having him as a proper commentator before they kind of messed with him um, and put him with idiots, um, he was good. He's a horrible human being now. Um, but yeah, it, it was another thing, Lee, kind of like we've been talking about with the ring and with the ramp and everything like that. It's just another thing that made ECW stand out ultimately. Yes. For me. Um, now, you know, could there have been scope to do more guest commentary spots in there? You know, like PWG style where you rotate in and out? Yeah, possibly. But it was a unique feature. We were already getting three people minimum on WCW broadcasts. Mm-hmm. So you either go one way and have four or go the other way and just have one. Um, and he did very well with it. How about you? Yeah, no, I, I very much enjoyed um, Joey at the time. I thought, you know, I love like when like Tajiri or Super Crazy or somebody else has come into the ECW and like in the opening stages of the match, he will run down like their career history of like they've wrestled in AAA, they wrestled in New Japan, they wrestled here, they won this title, they won that title. And he'd very quickly run it down and then give credit to whatever website he got the stuff from. Yeah. Um, but no, like again, like you very said there, like it's it just stood out. Like already you have at this point, um, JR and Lawler on WWE doing their shtick, and you had checked out Bobby Heenan. Grimly at this time in '99, I think it might have still been King and Cole because yes. JR was off until WrestleMania that year. That's true. Very, not very good, Michael Cole. No, I think Michael Cole, like in the the broad span of his career, I think gets underrated for like, I think given the job he had to do and the person yelling in his ear, I think mm-hmm. he's like as good a commentator as you can reasonably expect from them. Um, But that is not true in 1999. He was just bad no, then. He, yeah, he was just playing bad. Before he randomly got on the gas in the early 2000s <laughs> and, was team, and was on the call with Taz, he was awful. Oof, what a kick. I love what that they, they instantly right. like established that Tajiri's kicks are lethal. Yeah. What do you think of the Tajiri gear here? Um Com- compared to you know, we know him for the kind of the uh the, baggy the long leather pants, pants with the, the, with the baggy the black pants. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, look, it, it's different, but I mean, he was like literally straight from Japan. Like he'd only just moved to the US. Yeah. And yeah, he. I think it's he only, very fresh faced young boy gear, isn't it? Yeah, I think he only adapted the black, long black pants when he went heel with Mikey and Father James Mitchell to kind of change up yeah. his look. And then he ended up sticking with that look for the rest of his career. Hmm. Ooh. Like the the crowds ooze and ahs just for like a, a drop kick yeah. from Tajiri. It's fun. There's such um the ECW fans are such a contradiction in terms because like they're so open to new wrestlers and new styles of wrestling, but god damn it if you make one mistake. 
they will shit on you. Yeah, like... I don't want to make the comparison that, like, they're, the, the AEW fans are similar in that they will accept anything the company puts out. Yeah. It's a jury just got uh, a you fucking know chant. What? I, I actually would kind of... um. I almost compare them to like a Reseda crowd. Yeah, I could see that. Um, no, matter, no matter what PWG puts on, it will get over. Yeah, there's that element of trust, you know, in in the people putting uh, the guys in the ring. That like, yeah, we'll just go along with it. Yeah, I can see that, and it, it obviously the crowds in Reseda would grow to be. I mean, probably not too far off the, the crowd they have here in Atlantic City. Hmm. Or sorry, what's what's the new venue? The the, the globe. Asbury, it? the it's the so this is in the Asbury Park Convention no, Center. No, the, the, the PWG one. Oh yeah, the Globe Theater. The globe, the Globe. That's one. Yeah. yeah. Oh my network just buffered very slightly there. That's okay. I think I was slightly ahead of you anyway. Yeah. Slightly ahead or slightly behind. I was slightly ahead of you. You'll be even further ahead of you. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's the way around it goes. (laughs) We are professionals. It's fine. Um, God, he's just like... They're just so quick with some of the stuff they do. Like the the reverse of the electric chair there from Tajiri. He got a pinfall. Yeah. Super crazy. Gets the win with it. A, like you said, Tajiri was put up into the electric chair, rolled through into a, a Rana, and Super Crazy carried through the momentum into a sunset flip for the pin. Yeah, really good. Just a nice little opener, you know. Not an all-timer by any stretch, but some really good action. Crowd were into it. And uh, based on the relative reactions, I'd have to say the right guy won. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't, like I would never argue it. With super crazy winning a match in ECW, like I said, the guy was super over. Did Jerry get a round of applause there as he bows mm-hmm. to all four sides of the ring? Again, he's super fresh in the company at this stage, still only two months in. Yeah. And um I mean, I don't think anybody could have predicted just how how much of a mainstay he would become in US wrestling. No. Uh-huh. It's the uh, lads. Fonzie, RVD, and Sabu. <laughs> Sabu who has the entire bottom half of his face taped up. Did he cut himself shaving? Do you think that's... It's a distinct possibility. Oh, this is during the... Uh, the title reign. Yes. Is it the Yes it the, is the R V D T V title Ryan? I love that R V D and Savu were like a really successful tag team and yet they just never got along. Yeah. Four belts between them. Yeah. The tag belts, the T V belt, and Sabu has the FTW belt there. With the with the uh the white sticker and the Sharpie Sabu written on it. Yeah. <laughs> if you had told someone that 22 years later, one of these belts would be 
being defended on national television semi-regularly still. <laughs> you would not have guessed the FTW belt. Yeah, it, it's crazy in hindsight. Like just Holy shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tiny they... baby Steve Carino. Shave those sideburns. That is some goddamn horrendous looking gear. I mean, you want to talk about straight out of wrestling school gear. It's like, it's like somebody, it's like Homer Simpson's Florida costume for Lisa, except he's trying to do Cole Cabana's gear. Are we getting Sid chance here? Is this what the fans are doing? Well, someone's holding up a Sid sign. <laughs> the referee applauding Steve Carino's promo. I don't think he was. No I think, he was, ap- I think he was applauding balls as music starting. I think that's what it was. Ah. Uh, oh God. <laughs> we did not need an extreme close up of either of those men. Balls is in. Would you believe he brought a chair, and now he's punching Carino in the face. Again, you want a prime example of people that, for whatever reason, the ECW fans just adored. Balls Mahoney. Yeah. Ooh, that clothesline whiffed badly. Yeah. Somebody there plugging their ECW Scoops website on the the railing. (laughs) See in the back of an ECW t-shirt there saying, Our big boys kick ass. I mean, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Carino went to spit in one hand and the other and missed both with his spit. Steve Carino plancha would look like the most awkward thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Axel is just hard to look at. The hardcore chair swinging freaks. Yeah. Axel is like the sweatiest man in this match, and he's not even in this match. He's just wet out there. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to assume it's met, but I'm going to guess it's met. (laughs) You can't rule it out. (laughs) Woohoo, impressive frog splash. But here's the thing, like, you know, balls is balls, but man can move about when he wanted to. I might be wrong, but was that the first example of shaky cam? On that Balls Mahoney frog splash because the camera definitely shook. But it might not have been intentional. It might have just been the way the camera was set up in the arena. (laughs) When he hit the ring, the vibration shook the camera. Anything is possible. I've always said Kevin Dunn watched his Balls Mahoney tapes. It's incredible to think that in less than 18 months one of these men will be ECW world champion it's also incredible to think that several grown adults in this crowd wrote giant signs saying balls and walked them through Asbury Park to get here 
Again, 1999 was a wild time. Yeah. <laughs> you may have been able to buy pre-written signs that said balls in, in your local supermarket back then. <laughs> Carino there trying to do a little dance. A little switch in music. Yeah. Did like everything about this is I'm out of my depth. <laughs> yeah. I mean listen, he got f- pretty good pretty quick. I'll yeah. give him credit. You'd have to, I would think. <laughs> okay, that was good. Sitting down on the chair for the headlock. Yeah, well, no, just like, you know, threatening to decapitate balls about three times over with the chair and then just Rear him back and then calmly folding the chair and sitting into a chin lock. That's that's good stuff. Oh god, we're gonna get our first. Oh one. my oh god. god, that's unprotected chair shot number one of the night. Yeah, and it should only take one. Good lord. I mean, look, we're in that era. Yeah. Not <laughs> Not to uh, excuse it. Yeah. I don't know for surely, but I would be fairly confident in saying that won't be the last one of those tonight. It's a funny position to see Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten as your, like, cheerleaders for yeah. the ECW crowd. Like, Public Enemy had that role at one point. Yeah. Now Balls and Axel have a... Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of like who else would have that like public... Like, would you say Too Cool at one point were, were that in WWF? I would say there was a time where Too Cool and uh, in a different way, the APA... Yeah. Were the kind of come out, squash someone for a feel-good uh, little segment. Mm-hmm. So we're getting flashback here to the Dudleys. The 3D uh, basically being a killer maneuver. Yeah. They break Hackmeyer's neck. The first team to or the first people to get pinfall on Masato Tanaka. Baby Masato Tanaka, we should say at this point. Yeah. Like twenty three and still all scarred up. Yeah. I think we said that the last time we talked about Masato Tanaka on the show is like he doesn't look older now, he just looks worse. Hmm. The, the neck breaking of uh, Beulah was like such a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about people who in one way were sort of a cheerleader for ECW? New Jack. Yeah. So we're seeing the gangsters take out Big Dick Dudley. Yeah. So apparently Mustafa had paid off the Dudleys to take go New Jack. Yeah. And now he's turned on his former partner. So it's New Jack oh, versus Mustafa okay. up next. I'm sure that will be a Mac classic. Yeah. 
Oh, it's not even up next. <laughs> well, it, or if it is up next, Mustafa looks very different. <laughs> Who did Joey say that is in the ring? It's, it's not somebody I recognise. I will pull it up for you now. So, this is... Antifaz del Norte. And now someone we very much do recognise. It is, of course, Little Guido. James with, Martado. With Sally Graziano. Yes, Big Sal. The pugnacious Paisan, says Joey Styles. Alliteration, not just a WWF thing. No. I feel like we'll get yelled at uh, by Johnny for not knowing Antifaz. I mean, I don't think we will. I don't think many people will know who Antifaz Del Norte is. Antifaz del Norte, also known as Antifaz, also known as Manuel Gomez. Did he have a long storied career? Uh well I'm I'm just bear with me. <laughs> I mean if your computer is picking up a virus just checking his career history, it's probably a sign. <laughs> and saying that he's probably well, still still wrestling in like a fucking he began uh, he began wrestling in 1993 and he is in fact still wrestling he has to be in like zone at 20 as we as we recorded he wrestled 3 days ago okay. for triple a get out of here uh so in a three way tag match he teamed with flamita what uh, in a, a yeah, a three-team match that also featured Bestia Six 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 and Toxin, uh, and Dragon Lee and Dralistigo. Okay. So there you go. Now. Did he wrestle as Antifaz or was he wrestling? Antifaz is as... Antifaz. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'll give you this as well. He uh he worked for uh, a place. Oh, so this was. <laughs> this is weird. That was his first recorded match on Cage Match since 2018. My God. And then he had one match in 2018, which uh, nothing really notable about that. But he had his last match of 2017. Uh, the team of uh, Charles Lucero and Panthro were defeated by the team of Antifaz and the original Dos Caras. Who was in his late 60s at the time. What an interesting last couple of years this man has had. <laughs> yeah, honest to Christ. How do you go from teaming with Dos Caras to teaming with Flamita? And how does he go from all these places I've never heard of to that match at AAA? He hadn't, before that, he hadn't wrestled for, like, a major promotion since 
Jesus Christ, I'm still scrolling. <laughs> he had had... <laughs> he had had a match in 2008 for NWA Mexico. Okay. Everything else was like real small local or indie stuff in Mexico. Holy shit, you want to hear this match? We need I think we need to try and get tape of this one, Lee. Uh this was from Promociones Cantu uh on the 20th of October 2008. Are you ready for this team? Mhm. Mm Okay, so this was a, a trios match that saw the trios team of Silver King, Laredo Kid, and Alex Kozlov. What? Defeating La Legion Extrangera, which was Antifaz, Chessman, and Kenzo Suzuki. What a... <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about Fire Pro random collection of people. <laughs> this is my new favorite wrestler. <laughs> that that's not even like a WrestleMania weekend. Everybody is in town match. That's like I should say he's chopping the absolute shit out a little bit. Yeah, we haven't talked about the match <laughs> at all. Go to his match guide here and see if there's uh, any recommended matches he was in. Oh, a few of them. I should say his half and half red blue gear is pretty shitty looking. Yeah. Well, the most notable matches of his career, uh, the maximum rating from the Observer was three and three quarter. So he's not a all-time great is what you're saying. No. And almost all of the ones that are in his match guide are like multi-multi-man matches. Holy shit. Okay, you need to hear this one. He was in Noah. <laughs> of course he was. Everybody was. <laughs> right? In a, uh, what looks like a, a three-way trios match. Okay. Antifaz Fuerza Guerrera and Hysteria versus Crazy Boy, Joe Lider, and Hooventude Guerrera. Fuck. Wait for it. Versus El Elegido, Kenta, and Taiji Ishimori. What year was that? 2007. Oh my God. Antifaz just did that whisper in the wind. I am pleased to report, though, in his uh, his only nine recommended matches of his <laughs> entire career, this is one of them. Okay, anybody that's a Noah expert has to has to reach out to us and tell us is that match any good? Yeah, I think uh, Antifaz is about to go through a table here. Yes, yes, he did. Yep. Thanks to Big Sal. He also had a dark match in WWE uh, as Manuel Gomez versus one Papi Chulo. Do you know who that is? That's one S.A. Rios. Indeed it was. I can't remember. What, what does he wrestle as now? Um, oh, what does S.A. Rios wrestle as now in AAA? I cannot remember his name. 
Mr. Aguila. Is it Mr. Aguila? Yes. Yeah. Because that was his first, when he showed up in um, WWF, he was Aguila, wasn't he? When he wrestled Taka. That's right, yeah. Oh, submission win for a... Bit of a lion tamer victory there for little Guido. I think they called it the Sicilian Crab. Ah, of course. I will say the the dub music of uh Oh, here's uh Tracy and the Big Dawn. Yeah. We got some uh, internal strife here in the FBI. FBI family drama. Oh! Oh, big right hand. Tracy just... Mother's just took him out. Oh! Oh, it's all going down here. Oh, I think Tommy Rich is about to die. Yeah, he he tried to club Big Sal with the flag, and it just didn't work. I, for one, I'm shocked that the real Italian guys are over in uh, in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Joey just like oh, I guess that's that for the FBI little, little does he know yeah ECW online uh, this was yeah back when online was a thing we hyphenated extreme championship wrestling wrestling dot com ECW wrestling <laughs> good stuff <laughs> good work Paul I'm pretty sure WCW did the same thing as well with their first website oh almost certainly well, they had the internet location, though, so advantage WCW. Yeah! Jerry Lynn is here. Jerry Lynn and his sweet yellow and black biker pants. Finally, we get uh, Jerry Lynn as opposed to Jerry Flynn on this podcast. No disrespect to old Lightning Foot himself, but I, I would much rather an old Jerry Lynn match. He always looked about 40, didn't he? Oh yeah, he's he's never changed how he looks. Like, I know he has the shorter hair now, but... Yeah. And that's about the only difference. Like, he he has the shorter hair, but he still kind of looks the same. Yeah, I love that he's posing specifically for after. Yeah. <laughs> and away from the hard cam. <laughs> so, ECW crowd, late 90s, East Coast, tell me, Lee... Odds on a young uh, Tony Khan and or Joe Lanza being in the building. I mean, it's Asbury Park, so I would be 99% certain that Joe Lanza is there. Yeah. 
Tony Khan, uh, less sure, but I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah. If I knew what Joe Lanza looked like, I would be looking for him in the crowd. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. It's the whole fucking show himself. You know you're in for some shit. <laughs> it's Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn. So we have to talk about Rob Van Dam's singlets. Yeah. A fan? I mean, now, no, then, great stuff. The coolest shit, wasn't it? Like, Yeah, like, here's the thing. This guy comes off, like, he's been out here walking around for, like, 20 seconds. And he comes off like he is way too big for this company. I mean, <laughs> like, he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Just the fucking swagger on this guy. His gear looks better than everyone else we've seen so far. He is literally, he has too many belts to hold himself. <laughs> I mean, it's such a fucking damn shame that he just became, yeah, cool, whatever guy. Yeah. Like prototype fucking Matt Riddle, or sorry, Riddle. Mm. He was just like, yeah, bro. Like, I remember how, like, it was incredible how he was, like, the only guy that happened to be in the Alliance and got over. <laughs> but, like, it was almost like the company were mad at him for getting over as a baby face in the Alliance. Oh, it's... Oh, I mean, we'll talk about when we cover it, but, God, they fucking, they had something in 2001. They had something in 2002. They had something in 2005 with this man. Yeah. Yeah, in 2005, though, we can't really blame them for that one. <laughs> no, that is true. I mean, look, like, front and center, RVD 420. I mean... Yeah. We can compromise and blame Sabu for 2005. Hey, Sabu on that WWE run in 2005 was damn good. <laughs> he just liked his weed way too much. <laughs> yeah, among other things they found in that car league. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm selectively forgetting a few things. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they would have had half the problem if it was just weed. I just, I'm looking at RVD single and it's just so fucking cool. Like, yeah, I mean, now it's just, yeah, it's not cool. But at the time, yeah. you want to talk 1999. Well, it's just that, it, like, even, like, if you're not into, like, the, the yin-yang symbol of the dragon and shit like that, it's just, it's major league gear. Yeah. You know, it's just that bit more effort than most people seem to be willing to put into their gear here. I mean, if if I told you Jerry Lane went down to, like, a motor store, my motorbike store, and just bought, like, the first trousers he saw. Yeah. And used them as ring gear. Yeah, I'd believe that. And he's got the Van Damme on the boots, on the kick pads, mm -hmm. like... Like, not only does he have better gear than, like, the entirety of ECW, but he has better gear than, like, most of the WCW wrestlers we see regularly. 
like you mentioned the Van Dam on the on the boots there on the kick pads. That's you know what, that's something I always appreciated about Van Dam and Jericho. Like Jericho would have Lionheart or Jericho on his kick pads. Yeah. And like yeah, it's just simple lettering, but it's just it's a nice little personalized touch. Say what you want about Chris Jericho in in twenty twenty two, but the man knows branding. Yes. So I think this is like mid their kind of heated feud. They were supposed to wrestle at um, guilty as charged, but Jerry was ruled out with a injury. I can't remember exactly what it was. Joey says it before the match starts, but they would go on to have like a really heated feud where Jerry Lynn would start to call himself the whole fucking show and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think this is just like Jerry is still just kind it's of a, more the clean. No, I don't want to say clean cut baby face, but yeah, I was gonna say the pace of this so far, by the way, as well. Yeah, oh god, it's just these guys are flying out of the traps. Of course, <laughs> we're we doing jumping jacks. There was like a long period of time. During his WWF E run, where he was my dude, who RVD, yeah, oh yeah, as soon as he came in, like, oh yeah, like it's the it's it's not a high bar to clear because it wasn't in terms of mat work or great pay per view, but like that match with Jeff at Invasion mm-hmm. was awesome. Then they followed up with a ladder match at SummerSlam. He got himself so over that he got inserted into one of was it Unforgiven that year, the world title match. They made it a three way with oh, they, him. They had to make it a three way, yeah. Yeah. I, was it uh, no, I think it was No Mercy, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't yeah, that one with the like the the three Austin heads on the poster. Oh, I thought that was Unforgiven. Oh, maybe. Somebody really like aggressively shouting R V D there. Was it Bill Alfonso? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Fonzie still involved with um? Is it AIW? Yeah, it could be. So we were both right and we were both wrong. Okay. Uh, Unforgiven was the spinning Austin head pay-per-view, but the three-way with RVD did happen at No Mercy. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Van Damme flinging himself into the guardrail off his clothesline. Read the lariat. <laughs> Oh no, my network just died. Oh wait, it's back. Oh good. I think I lost about 10 seconds, so I'm just going to skip ahead. What just happened on... So, uh, 
RVD just spilled over the guardrail and now Jerry Lynn is trying to move out the guardrail and now he's back up on the apron. Okay. And crazy dive. Okay, so I'm a couple of seconds ahead of you. I'm just going to, uh, for the benefit of everyone at home, raise up my volume a little bit to see if you want to sink yourselves in. Back in one moment. been a fun show so far oh it really has like what, four, four, just over 45 minutes in it's flown by and it really has like there hasn't like yeah okay Guid, um, Lil Guido and Antifaz who I almost forgot his name already <laughs> really wasn't anything to write home about but no. it was fine it was fine We should say that, uh, of course, Atlas Security are here. They certainly are, making their presence and mullets known. Is it still Atlas that do East, um, AEW shows? I want to say yes. Send us a tweet if we're wrong on that. At WCW Thunderpod. Or actually, don't no, just send them to Lee directly. <laughs> So do do you believe the rumours that if Eric Bischoff had got the funding to take over, sorry, well, had got the time slot to take over WCW in 2001, that he would have made RVD his franchise player? No. Now, do I think he should have? I think there's definitely something to be said for, like, pinching this guy and strapping the rocket to him Mm -hmm. at this time. Or at that time, even when he got the the money, when he was supposed to get the money, um. But realistically, looking at when Eric Bischoff got you know hot talent from smaller or foreign promotions in, eh, <laughs> I would have said like I I you know I was actually thinking that at the start of the match is like would how would he have done in WCW. And I think, like, you might get him slotted in around a Raven level. Mm. You would you would have got what you got in WWE off, like, Triple H, where it's like, ah, oh, he's too dangerous to work with, he hurts people, he's, hmm. he's this, he's that. I also think, I don't think Bischoff can help himself with, like, even, like, consciously or subconsciously seeing the ECW stink on someone mm-hmm. with his, like, his problems he had with, with Paul. Um, but I don't think he could have let himself give Paul the satisfaction of putting one of his He's, guys on top of his his company. Yeah, true. 
Van Damme just did a little thing there. It's like he goes for the pinfall and Lynn sits up and RVD just like drop kicks him in the back just because. Just because. It's just them little, I love them little things. It's not clean. It's not smooth. It's just like, fuck you. You kicked out. I'm going to kick you. Yeah. What is the, the virtue of the surfboard while lying on a chair? I can't say I understand. It's <laughs> <laughs> an avant-garde motherfucker, this Rob Van Damme. But I'm going to say it probably hurts Van Damme more than it hurts I him. would think. Considering he's lying on the creases of the chair. Unless, yeah, unless it's one of those things where you know the way, like they say, if you haven't got a bad back, you know, lie on something soft. But if you haven't got a bad back, you're more comfortable. Ah, there we go. He kind of kicks him up in the air out of the surfboard and rolls out of the way so mm-hmm. that he lands on the chair. <laughs> An orthodox way to get into a pin there. I suppose one thing we can be blissful about during this match is that we're at least two years away from having to hear the words educated feet every time Rob Van Dam is in a ring. <laughs> it's funny how it went from X-Pac to RVD. Yeah. Sunset flip out of the corner. The back of Rob's head hits the lip of the chair. I just had some small buffering, so I just had to catch up with you there. But yeah, Jesus. I got to say, much as I was saying, I'm a big fan of like chest hair, Rob Van Damme. The armpit hair is kind of gross. <laughs> Versus the powerbomb attempt onto the chair. And they post up out of the pin. It's a, I know we've mentioned it before, but it's a great spot. The, the bridge up out of the pin with both men. Oh! Northern Lights attempt by Rob Van Dam, Reversed by Jerry Lynn. Reversed DDT onto the, uh, the chair. You think Jerry Lynn was watching his stinger tapes? Absolutely, weren't we all? <laughs> Couple of the, the ECW regulars in the crowd, you can see. Yeah, we see Fate No More guy. Yeah. Front and center. Haven't seen Straw Hat guy yet. No. I haven't seen him, actually. Fonzie creating a distraction. Chair shot blocked. Oh, ho, 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 ho. oh, a leg drop onto the chair. I love those. That kind of like they're so familiar with each other that Liam would see um, RVD's moves coming. So Rob tries to sweep the leg underneath uh, and avoid Jerry Lynn's uh, crescent kick at the same time. Jerry responds by dropping the chair on the floor and then leg dropping at just a moment to sandwich Rob's head between leg and chair. Fantastic stuff. People think callback started with Osprey Ricochet or, <laughs> or Tanahashi Okada. No, no, no. 
Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn were doing this stuff in 1999. Yeah, the only thing that started with Ricochet and Osprey was mortifying photos of us reacting to dives. <laughs> I do still quite enjoy that photo. Yeah, that's great. Second only to that photo of you and Johnny looking very unimpressed at Cody Rhodes. <laughs> uh, wasn't that match Cody Rhodes, Flip Gordon, oh and, my God. and Ray Phoenix? Yes. Oh, that table bump. Yep. So Van Damme are off the top rope and Jerry Lynn falls backwards through a table on the floor. Jerry Lynn's corpse shattered among splinters of table on the outside on the floor. And Joey Styles goes, it's anyone's match. (laughs) (laughs) A man has just died, Joey. (laughs) Jerry Lynn ate so much shit on that that even Fonzie came over to check on him. Showing his uh, referee instincts there, Fonzie. Yeah. Either that or he was checking his pockets for his wallet. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> oh, now he definitely is. Lift him up to get him into the ring now. I love that dead weight cell. I don't think that gets yeah. done enough. Especially when you twin it with the, like, the, the other guy is too exhausted yeah. to lift the dead weight. Like it's when, when two guys are like fairly similar weights, like stature-wise and stuff. Yeah. Split leg moonsault onto the chair, but the knees are up. Jesus, that chair could have gone anywhere. I have to say, this match has gone a lot longer than I anticipated. Yeah. Well, this is the um, the longest match on the show. We get the the roll-up reversal, roll-up reversal, roll-up reversal sequence. I don't think it was ever quite Raven um, Raven Tommy Dreamer levels but I think Lynn and RVD had that whole you know Lynn just could never quite get the better of him Mm. the 
the new effing show. That was his name. That's what he called himself. It's just been non-stop. Oh my, oh my god, that DDT. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jerry Lynn hits a tornado DDT off the top rope to the outside onto a, ch- a table that does not break. Yeah, that was nasty. Absolutely Paging nasty. Matthew. I'm right, Rob Van Dam's not moving. I mean, his head just got spiked on the fucking table that did not break. I would hope he's selling. I mean, May was it? So, or sorry, this this was March. I'm thinking. I was going to say, I wonder how warm it was in that building. But if it's, oh, if it's still I, only March, it would probably be bearable. We've got four matches left. And I'd say by the end of this night, that place needs to be sterilized. Fumigated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, nice mule kick. Do you think RVD Lynn is a match like like this type of match, match that could have been put on a WWF pay per view and gotten over? It's funny we've already um, we've already referenced um, our appearance on Must See Mondays this week, but mm. this is something else we talked about in this: the idea of the touring match. And I think this is a match you can put on that like it might not start heated, but I think like with this quality of action and the chemistry the two of them have. I think this match is getting over almost anywhere. WWF is probably the biggest challenge with the Land of the Giants. Yeah, see, but... I, I think it might struggle in 1999 WWF. Hmm. WCW, I think it would absolutely get over. I think even a year later in WWF, it would probably be a lot kill. Easier. Yeah. When you've got Benoit and Jericho mm-hmm. in, that, in that intercontinental title division. But I don't think, I don't, I don't think this match is getting that long. No, well, see, that's, that's the other thing, yeah. yeah. Actually, we should plug um, the flagship Patreon because I don't know if you listen, but the uh, Jovember to Remember series where Joe goes yes. through ECW, ECW chronologically from the very beginning. Yeah. Which is a great insight from a guy who, as we've already said, was there for a lot of big shows and big moments mm-hmm. throughout the company. He's somewhat of a an authority on it. Mm. And he also reaches out to certain people to get um, maybe some little known information. Maybe not unknown, but little known information. Yeah. Some gems. Did we just get a time limit draw? The bell just rang. The referee doesn't even know what's happened. I'm pretty sure it's the first time I've ever heard a bell in ECW. Yeah. 
The crowd are stunned to learn that there was a bell in the building. The referee is trying to award the TV title to Jerry Lynn. And Lynn is saying five more minutes. And Joey has said that he believes it was a time limit draw. Obviously, referees get um referees' decision if it goes to time limit draw in ECW. Yeah. I'm saying, obviously, I'm guessing. Yeah. But everyone is confused. Jerry Lynn doesn't want to win it that way. True babyface. There is no champion's advantage in ECW. If you draw, you lose the title. We got a five more minute chant now from the fans. RVD's hair frizz is at about an eight and a half. <laughs> I was just thinking the same. You know when he's exhausted and the hair is frizzy. Yeah, he's been in he's, a war. By the end of this five minutes, if he if he agrees to it. He will have an afro. Here we go. Back to it. Jaylen straight away looking for the, the pile driver. Oh, oh, few things in this sport better than an RVD pile driver bump. An RVD spike head uh, DDT bump or pile driver bump. Yeah. You know, Joey mentioned it there a little while ago in commentary, but it's true. Like at the start of this match, the big star was RVD and they were super into him. But now you're talking like a 98% Jerry Jerry Lynn crowd. Oh, there we go. Van Daminator. Again, one of the coolest moves in wrestling at this time. Yeah. Fozzie steps up with the chair. Jerry Lynn took it off him. Swung for Rob's head. Van Daminator. Did you just say Fozzie or Fonzie? I meant to say Fonzie. Five star frog splash, baby. Yeah. I did see. Are we obliged, by the way, for Days of Thunder? The Fozzy are doing a gig here in Ireland. No. <laughs> I did see half of uh, Irish wrestling was at My Chemical Romance tonight. Yeah. The other half watching Living Dangerously 1999. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest sins of the WWE Network. We we never get to hear Walk oh, by Pantera. Such a damn shame, isn't it? Again, when Just pay I... Pay the money, you pricks. When I bought Guilty as Charged 99 on VHS and it had all the original music. Yeah. You got Natural Born Killers, you got Walk, you got, um, obviously, Taz's music, which I think is still on this. Um, yeah, they. I. I think. Well, we'll see when he comes out. Mm. But I feel like that's one I've seen on other stuff on the network. So yeah, RVD retains as Dave um, mentioned earlier on. It's in the middle of the TV title run. Yeah, the most consistently, like the most dominantly booked, like the Roman Reigns of ECW. 
He just beat everyone for this fucking thing. Well, the, the plan was that he would go on to win the world title as TV champion. Yeah. That never got to happen. No, unfortunately he had that um, broken leg and plans changed and uh, Rhino came in and dominated. Yeah. We get a handshake. RVD showing some class for once. As he then teases Jerry Lim at the belt. <laughs> Again, something WWE never did. They never gave RVD a manager to play off. <laughs> and you know what? I would bet dollars to donuts Fonzie would have taken the gig. Uh, well, listen. <laughs> Would he have lasted in the company? I don't think so. 100% not, no. But would he have taken the gig? Yes. Yes. <laughs> would he have taken it for embarrassingly little money? Yes. This overdub music is dog it, shit. Yeah, it's, it's really killing me at this stage. I tell you what, one thing I will say is the crowd have been pretty well behaved thus far. We've only had one yeah. you fucked up chant. Yeah. I haven't heard any, well, I think there was one use of dick as well, but that's. Yeah. But that's I mean, ECW. For, for the most part, but, but on the caveat, there has been no women on the show yet. <laughs> there have not. And it's not the next match, but the one after there will be. So I did not look up the card in advance. Obviously, you did. No, I just know Shane Douglas is on this show. Hmm. So Francine will be here. Yeah, I was just going to say that with me and Francine is here, so. Getting the video package again. Oh, there we go. Now it's the, the Sabu versus Taz yeah. build. That moment of the lights coming on and the, the face-off between Sabu and Taz mm -hmm. is just like... I really wish that had been on a pay-per-view for them. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever seen? Um, <laughs> have you ever seen Guilty as Charged? No. So on the show, they do this awesome build-up um, package, and it's all about Taz and how Shane Douglas tries to buy him off to take out Sabu, mm. and offers him a place in the Triple Threat. But mm. Taz just kind of takes out Sabu because one, he hates him, and two, he wants his shot at the title. Yeah. And it's just this, like, awesome. It goes through, like, weeks and months of story and builds perfectly. And Sabu gets involved in the main event as well. I, I love the the idea going into this match. That, that idea that Taz has the world title. 
But Sabu has the FTW title and that's the one that Taz actually cares about. Yeah, because he was screwed out of that title. Is that Jasmine St. Clair? Yeah. Sure with, is. With Lance Wright. Uh-huh. And here comes Francine. Oh, it's earlier in the night. Sorry, it's not live. So that's why they're well behaved. They got all this stuff out of their system before the pay-per-view started. <laughs> Good lord, that stunner. That legit looked like a word. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, like, is the, mo- is the most dated thing on this whole show all three haircuts in the ring right now? Oh, what a low blow. Francine, the biggest baby face in the uh, arena at that point. Yeah. Is that Paul coming out to the ring to check on there? I know it's not. This is like the other side of ECW. Yeah. Very much. Oh, here we go. So this will be your extreme portion of the show. Indeed. I feel like you said for, was it the, uh, was it the Guido match? This isn't going to be a Matt classic. This is absolutely, this one is going to be ugly as all hell. Do you remember the first time you saw New Jack? So I'm going to guess you came to ECW pretty late on. So it's very possible the first time you ever saw New Jack might have been the, um, what was his name you threw off the scaffolding? Oh, um, God, hold on. Not DeVito, it was the other, it was the other Baldy, um, Vic Grimes. Vic Grimes, yeah. It probably was. There he is with his bin full of shit. I was going to say, New Jack ahead of the curve with a wheelie bin in 1999. Yeah. What an enormous wheelie bin. Oh god, this dub music is awful. (laughs) It's terrible. You got a keyboard. He's typing away. He is on hyphen line. The key is gone flying. Oh, mechanical keyboard as well. God, that you'd, you'd get a good price on that nowadays. <laughs> he just bars him with stuff and then hits a snap mare. I'm going to say it now. I think there's an argument to be made. Oh, the crowd sweetening over the music. Ugh. That uh, New Jack should just squash Mustafa. Yeah. I don't think that's what happens, but... I'm going to say that's what should have happened. No, I looked at the match lengths without looking at all the matches, and this is not squash match territory. This goes nearly 10 minutes. 
I mean, to be fair, that could just be New Jack slicing him for 10 minutes. Yes. It is now dawning on me that because this is the overdub music, this music is going to be playing for yes. the entire 10 minutes. It will. Uh, Fisher-Price lawnmower. I don't know. Is that, if like, I, like, so, is that like a really large paint can? Yes. If I was in a match with New Jack, I don't know whether I would be more afraid of being hit by him or more afraid of what would happen if I didn't hit him right. I was just going to say that. If I didn't A, hit him hard enough or B, hit him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you really have to... The fucking Goldilocks of professional wrestling <laughs> to hit him just right. Wasn't it the Dudley said on their debut like they had to attack the APA with, with two by fours? Yeah. And they were a little bit nervous about doing it. And Ron Simmons said, you better fucking hit me with that. Because if you don't, I'm going to hit you. And they were just like, okay. Love Ron Simmons so much. <laughs> oh, this music sucks so oh, badly. I think I might just turn it down. All I can hear is sirens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There we go. Do you think that's some uh, WWF licensed, or sorry, what was it? WWE music record label. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just, it's just Jim Johnson dropping bars. Jim Johnson. Oh, oh the guitar playing the guitar and then the guitar, the guitar, <laughs> like the body of it flew off before it hit him in the head. Knew that got it back from the crowd. <laughs> Well, what are you going to do? Say no to New Jack. I love that they stuffed the full of peppy powder. <laughs> okay, sorry, no, this is ECW. That's cocaine. I was just going to say that. I was going. I can only assume it's baby powder because they wouldn't waste cocaine. <laughs> oh, they're not wasting it. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrestling New Jack. I don't really want to. The concession is you're going to get hit with a guitar full of cocaine. I'll do it. <laughs> To be fair, you probably wouldn't feel a whole hell of a lot after. You probably wouldn't feel a whole like hell you, of a lot for would, weeks after. <laughs> if you inhaled a fucking a small cloud's worth of cocaine. <laughs> Do you think that's why Sava took the um like took the the bandana off his face so he could get a full lung of it when the spot <laughs> happened? Warn me when you're getting the guitar, brother. Yeah. Okay, we got some uh, crowd brawl in here. Oh, my favourite. Honestly. I would legitimately be frightened if I was in this crowd right now. I will say this. Going to wrestling shows and having to be on the other side of an arena during a crowd brawl has really killed the idea of crowd brawling for me. Yeah, yeah. Too many times. Welcome to my, welcome to my side of things, too, brother. Too many times I've been at a show and just been like, okay, what the fuck is going on? I was gonna like I was starting to say that like if I was in this crowd and I was reparking that like I'd be terrified at New Jack coming into the crowd, but I suppose that goes without saying. Like this dude has been like he's been dead for like what nearly a year and I'm still scared of him. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the worst elbow drops I've ever seen in my life. I was gonna say I'm guessing you won't enjoy the cameo I got for for you from him for your birthday. 
I mean, look, if you got me a cameo from beyond the grave, I would, I'd appreciate the shit out of that effort, mate. I'm not going to lie. Chair shot to the oh, shoulder. Yeah. Right to the traps. I will say, Mustafa seems to be in decent shape. Oh, he's built like a brick shithouse. Now, 95% steroids. Yes. He can't, he can't do anything with all that muscle he has. Yeah, he a has, show, a he has style screams he can't even stand up. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very much got the agility and grace of a 2003 Scott Steiner. Oh God, we're gonna get ah oh, yes, it's Tessera. Yeah, we're gonna get a new Jack balcony dive. This <laughs> this has to be the beginning of the new Jack balcony dive because. I just love the duct taping him to the table as well. Right across I those just... previously discussed traps. Yeah. The extra new Jack Dick move is he managed to somehow tape Mustafa the table across both nipples. <laughs> as if it already wasn't going to be a shit enough time for him. So, security are escorting New Jack up to the balcony. I can only imagine it's for the fan safety. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Because if you do not get out of that man's way, you will die. Yeah. Of course, there's a guy right beside him with an Appetite for Destruction t-shirt. Good lord. Here he goes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just his his face. He, he put him through the table with his face. His face seemed to hit Mustafa's chest and his knees yeah. hit the ground. Has he busted himself? Yep. His head is bleeding. Did his head explode from hitting Good Mustafa? Holy Jesus. Because there's a lot of blood on the ground. Is he the first man to ever bleed hard way from a peck? There's definitely answers on a postcard. There's definitely a doctor there. <laughs> Whether he's a doctor of medicine or not, I don't know. I he might be. He, it's possibly might... George Sahari, and we don't know. <laughs> he's like anybody. Anybody seen my guitar around here? <laughs> Maybe it is Dr. Feelgood. Who Holy knows? shit. Is is New Jack legitimately busted open from a fucking... <laughs> he <laughs> he decapitated himself off a peck. <laughs> New Jack going home. How did you bust yourself open tonight, honey? Well, I, I headbutted uh, Mustafa in the nipple. <laughs> Maybe that's why you had to take them down. Those things are fucking sharp. <laughs> Like fucking diamonds. <laughs> fucking headlights on that guy. <laughs> I just noticed Mustafa's been held over the railing now, and he's got a new Jack's head shaped like blood splatter on, on his chest. On his chest. <laughs> it's a fucking crime scene on his chest. 
<laughs> he's a nipple like the Turin Shroud. <laughs> Dudak bleeding so much. <laughs> Security carried Mustafa back to the ring just so he could to be, be pinned. pinned. <laughs> I don't know about you, Dave, but seeing as this ECW, that. they could have just pinned him out on the ground. Nobody would have cared. I love that so much, and not for any of the ways in which it was intended. I will say that was the squash I wanted it to be. He's definitely not bleeding when he dives off the balcony. Is he? I think, like, maybe the back of his head already is, but, like... We got Confederate flag bandana Bubba Dudley here. Yep. I will say they were over his heels. Yeah. You really, it really takes, like, I hate to give it to them. I mean, after they paired away all the other shit, Bubba. Devon, Sign Guy, and Gertner were over as fuck as heels. Oh, 100%. Was the shit like way too. Did it go way too far? Yes. Mm-hmm. Contrary to what Bubba thinks, would they get over with that same shtick today? No. No. Like, straight up, Bubba's a piece of shit. And his wrestling opinions are worthless. I think you'll find, Lee, it's a little something called heat. <sighs> well, 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 it's Don Marnell's da. That is uh, your niche reference of the night. I'm I'm trying to read Sign Guy's signs here. I think there was one that said Gertner for Playgirl. Yeah, that one says Fat Rats Love Devon. Again, you talk about stuff about the act that would absolutely... They would be run out of the business. (laughs) So now... Your daddy pointing at Joe Gertner. Dog and pony live bait. 
Why does Bubba have a golf club? When did he acquire the golf club? If there's anybody to me that is synonymous with the sport of golf, it's Bubba Ray Dudley. Jesus, he's Bubba's lost thirty pounds according to Sign Guy. Have you ever seen nineteen ninety six Bubba Dudley? This is true. This is my verbiage. <laughs> I still don't understand why he's a southern heel. Yeah. I hate signs except mines. Taking shots at Lodi there. Yeah. ECF and Dudley. It's the simple ones. The simple ones get me. Yeah. Are, are the Usos still doing the 3D? Yeah, I think so. Here we go. Do you, rec- do you recognize that music? Well, I know what it's signifying yeah oh god spike and nova <laughs> jesus <Yeah>. christ <laughs> was, what a team was chris chaddy not available <laughs> <laughs> he was a he had a dark match on this show actually i wish nova had just stayed in the dark oh my god oh god god well that's where the golf swing came in handy uh Bubba nearly taking Spike's face off. I will say, Spike Dudley takes a beating like no person ever in the history of wrestling. I miss Spike Dudley very much. I'm glad he doesn't do it anymore. I'm I'm glad he got out and has like, oh, oh my god. god. He landed on Gorilla the press, Gorilla Press out of the ring into the crowd, but yes, fell short and... At least half his body landed on the guardrail, and now he's being crowd surfed. Once again, Bubba with an original move that he didn't copy off Bam Bam. Um, so uh, I just wanted to say, by the way, that the dark match was Nova and Chris Chetty uh, defeating Danny Doring and <laughs> Amish Roadkill. I love Doring and Roadkill. Yeah. Unironically, I think they're a great team. <laughs> Sorry, we're a great team for the time. Um, so Nova doing double duty here. So who let them down? I don't want to spoil. Oof! Bubba bomb off the top. What do you make of the? ECW style of like one segment ble- there's no like 
delineation between segments. It's just kind of bleed. Every, every team affects everything else. I like that. Yeah. It's like the, I, the, the, the company is one homogenous. Like, if something happens to Spike, it affects New Jack or vice versa, you know? It gives the show a kinetic feeling and it definitely makes it feel like well thought out by Paul. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think sometimes when you're looking to take a breath and take in what's just happened, it doesn't help with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, But I suppose it's different philosophies of pacing. Like, I'd say live in the building, that kind of stuff is phenomenal because it feels like it's just go, go, fucking go. No, I will say this match is very slow paced already. Um, well, Nova is now dead, having been 3D'd. And the doctors... No, that's, and the refs, that's the ring announcer, Bob Ortiz. Oh, and the refs. The referee corps, as well, are trying to get Nova out of there. Presumably, LSD still being crowd-surfed. And now <laughs> Bob, oh, Bob just Ortiz. ate a 3D. Poor Bob. Now the refs are out to get Bob. Who could possibly come out and stand up to the Dudleys? You know who Bob needs to call? Who? Bob Loblaw. <laughs> Bob Loblaw? Yeah, at Bob Loblaw's law blog. If you were to vote tie-dye or camo gear Dudleys tie-dye. in terms of gear, tie-dye. tie-dye all day. Tie-dye all the way. What is this fucking 2010s ROH with this amount of fucking Bubba promos? I can only assume Spike has been kidnapped at this stage by somebody in the crowd. <laughs> he got crowd surfed back to concessions. He was hungry. Of all the things that's ever been said about people from New Jersey and heel promos, that they have no heart is very much on the mild side. You know, he really needed to insult Bon Jovi to get him fired up. Yeah. And I can't wait for the NWO music to hear. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying nobody can take them out. Threatening the whole crowd to fight them. Who could it be, Dave? Oh, I don't know. Sign guy's jacket, by the way. Tremendous. <laughs> well, that's where all the budget went for ECW. Yeah, a tie-dyed blazer.
Hey, look, it's AEW's social media manager. Huh. You got Jeff Jones, Judge Jeff Jones, out with a stretcher. To bring out Sid. Stonewashed denim, Sid. Yeah. Looking fucking jacked. Looking 11 feet tall. And the crowd <laughs> just fucking went nuts. The Dudley show fear for the first time. Ooh. Okay. Yep. Bubba with a... Uh, Bubba, I think Bubba would definitely say that's all I'll say. Yeah. Two months ago, Sid was competing for the world title in the Alamo Dome. Nineteen ninety nine. Oh no, sorry, this is nineteen ninety nine. Yes, yeah. that was ninety seven. Sorry, I forgot this was nineteen ninety nine. Sid is on his way back to WCW at this point. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, we're about to get him. I wonder does he pick up the the uh the leather waistcoat en route to WCW or does he just show up topless straight away? I like to think he took it from somebody in the locker room. Yeah. God ninety nine is grim, isn't it? <laughs> oh dear. Is Bubba living out his deliverance dreams here? He certainly is. Judge Jeff Jones riling up the crowd. Babyface and Peril Sid here. Getting the crowd behind him. Sid has a very specific wet patch of sweat. At the top of his arse yeah, crack. Top of his arse machines. That's yeah. he's sweated through his jeans already in du- that one area. Double choke slam on the Dudleys. Yeah. As ECW's dominant tag team are just getting wiped out by one man here. Yeah. But uh Powerbomb uh, to Devon. About to pour a Pepsi Max here for the working man. Maximum taste, zero sugar. <laughs> Sorry, Joe, I don't have a Coke Z tonight. I, in true degenerate style, I'm drinking whiskey. So, look at you back on the hooch. It felt like so is, long is this a around match? when because uh, it is now the, the, Sid decided it was. He's uh, Sid revisiting his El Gigante match. <laughs> he will be the only person that wants to revisit that. Oh, LSD is back. Spike's back. I really hope he was being crowd surfed that entire time. <laughs> Spike and Sid, the tag team we never got. 
Oof, Devon just ate shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but it was funny. <laughs> oh god, it's just it's, picked it's, up the entire stretcher and oh my oh god, good lord. just like literally let it fall onto Puma. As two fucking as two fucking Yahoo's slap a bin in the background. Yo. Oh. Uh, going for the acid drop. Low blow. Goes back. There you go. Acid drop. Way better name than the Dudley dog. Yeah. <laughs> that goes without saying. Yeah, and Spike and Sid just beat the Dudleys. Yeah, that, officially that's what the match is down as on the results. Is nothing, no mention of Nova whatsoever. So the Dudleys who are in this dominant run, decimating the whole roster. Yeah. Just lost to Spike and Sid. Who looks like he's almost certainly about to powerbomb Spike. Or eat him, one or the other. <laughs> Spike, tell him you like softball. <laughs> Sid's like, I heard there was a guitar out here earlier. Uh-oh. Yeah, there you go. Powerbomb to absolute bits. Poor Spike. One more. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Shades of Wardlow. It's a reward. Look, get out of here with you. <laughs> get out of here with that shit. <laughs> Don't be talking down about Sid like that. Oh no. Oh, he's gonna So he's on the ramp with him, going for another power bomb. There's a table. Oh my god. Yeah, through the table. I was kinda hoping he'd do it into the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate Spike, Dave? I don't, but I just love seeing him eat shit. Do you know who is, is my favourite at watching eat shit in many years since Spike Dudley? Is Fuego del Sol. Yes. Like the running bit that he like he just keeps picking fights with people and eating shit. That man can take a beating. Yeah, I, I do enjoy watching Fuego eat shit. I tell you what. Sid and RVD are so above everybody else on this show. <laughs> yeah, like Sid literally by being dead. Like he was nearly too tall to go back through the entrance. Did you have, did you play the ECW Anarchy Rules video game? Um, I didn't have it, but I think I rented it from Chartbusters once upon a time. And I did not care for it. It was not great, but seeing the entrance way really reminded me of it. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Oh. The franchise. He has his boots in his hand, he's gonna retire. Oh, when he do his retirement fake out, yeah. And how bloated is Shane Douglas? Yeah. Francine crying. Is it like the best example of a dude finding his level? 
like Shane Douglas in ECW. Yes. Like a guy who every time he went anywhere else was completely out of his fucking depth. Mm-hmm. But was just a god. It's just the formation of the uh, Impact players. Yes. That fucking Just Incredible t-shirt is horrendous. That's awful. Oh my oh god, god Francine, Francine just ate a cane in the chops. Oh, she pushed Douglas out of the way. Now I wish we hadn't seen Francine earlier on the show. Yeah, I'm 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 like super into this video package. I'm not gonna lie, the screeching emotional guitar as the Impact players beat everyone down. Francine crying like you want. Shane Douglas was like a hated heel, at yeah. guilty as charged. The oh, you know what the only thing this is missing is, what Lance Storm still have on his rat tail. <laughs> <clears throat> I should say Tommy and Justin were in a feud at the time yeah. where Tommy's mentor Terry Funk had turned on him and sided with Just Incredible. Mm. Oh god, the franchise is in a is that a singlet or is it a vest? Singlet, I think. Did not look good either way. I know it's been remarked on before but Jesus Christ, the physique on Landstorm for a guy who literally never used steroids is outrageous. Not a body guy. <laughs> So here we go. We have a tag match in play. I did not know this match was on the show, even despite of me having watched the show multiple times. <laughs> we got Jazz. Yeah, we got Just Incredible in a much better t-shirt. Franchise's t-shirt. Which I always thought that logo was cool. It's really cool. It really is. He carried that over to WCW. He did. And for a while there, the it, rat, like the rat when he gone. started, when he started in um, in WCW, I legitimately, you know, young young child Dave thought this guy is going to be a big deal. Like it really seemed like they were going to do something with him for a little while. You were into the Dick Flair feud, were you? <laughs> but he was just like it was another case of one of those guys where like they come over from ECW and like. They get a, a little push for a while. And you're like, oh, they could do something. And then they just don't. Well, the only one that I suppose the most sustained push of a lot of them is probably Lance. Because they put three fucking belts on yeah, him. Yeah, Lance won at all. Like, yeah. Um, but like, I the one I think of, obviously, that everyone talks about is Mike Awesome. Mm-hmm. Who like literally could have been a top guy. I'm not, I'm not. This is not a bit. I swear to God. I was going to work this morning. Connor was watching YouTube at like 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, Connor was down... Th- down on the sofa watching YouTube and he was watching I think it was like a cultaholic video or something yeah but it's like the 10 worst WCW gimmicks and it's like number 7 the fat chick thriller the fat chick thriller and that 70s guy yeah Ugh. Connor was looking going why why was Mike Awesome doing that and I was yeah. like listen <laughs> well Connor that's a very good question you just keep watching Mike Awesome versus Spike Dudley son you don't mind WCW yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you don't mind that's that's like your dad has to watch. <laughs> but he literally said it to me. He's like, 
why didn't they just have him like beat up small guys? And I was like, eh, I don't know. Very good question. There was no shortage of small guys to beat up in WCW. Is what's very annoying. I love that all heel groups in ECW have to have an entourage. Yeah. Francine now wearing all white because, of course, she's a face. Yeah. I never cared for the the tassels on Shane Douglas, but I am roaring laughing at uh, how insulted any Kawada fans in the crowd will be by the tights. Yeah. Why is he now in tights? Yeah, the tights look good, apart from the tassels. They do, apart from the tassels. Yeah. But the tights do look good. I just, Shane Douglas and tights is very strange to me. Yeah. I'll tell you, huge Kawada fan. (laughs) Who knew that Shane Douglas is the reason Eddie Kingston got into wrestling? Yeah. I think Jazz, at this point, is still unnamed. (laughs) Do you think we can get it going, uh, the moniker... (laughs) The real King's Road, Shane Douglas. <laughs> I think it, some people at Post would be really pissed at us. <laughs> <laughs> or who knows, Mark Pickering might get into the DMs. <laughs> he might get into Shane Douglas's for stealing intellectual property. <laughs> Here's a question. Is Just Incredible still alive? Yeah. I think so. I said that very you, confidently. Uh, and I yeah, know. <laughs> I was like, oh, Dave was very certain there. You must have, you know, had an interaction with him or something. <laughs> yeah, he kips in my shed. <laughs> I know he went through some, like, pretty rough times there the last couple of years, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. So, hot take here, just incredible should have left the jock strap on his face. As I'll have <laughs> Yeah. That is an ugly man. Yeah. Says I, a bald man with a goatee. <laughs> uh, to discuss, uh, to disgust uh, all Japan fans even more, this is like very much like Lance uh, is the, the Akira Tawe here. The red. <laughs> Uh, Don Marie at this point called Biola because reasons because reasons hey guys sorry we had uh, some technical difficulties there we had to do a little bit of a pause so we are paused now at one fifty twenty one, and I'm going to count in 3, 2, 1, go alright so 3, 2, 1 go and we are in our ring introductions. Tommy Dreamer just introduced. Yeah. Tommy Dreamer looking in. It's hard to tell with the t-shirt and tracksuit bottoms, but reasonable shape for Tommy Dreamer, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Francine and very Francine shape. Yeah. Shane Douglas in a shape. 
he, he's definitely got the steroid blow, hasn't he? Yeah. It's just wild seeing him do this defiant baby face run here. It's not him. It really isn't. No, it's not. He's trying his best to be stone cold there with flipping the double birds. Just incredible. Such a little shithead. It's mad to think that Just Incredible was part of the clique. Yeah, I know, right? What happened to that You guy? put some respect on the Portuguese man of war, Aldo Montoya, please. Like, where was he during the curtain call? <laughs> oh, excuse me. It feels like referee John Finnegan has refed every match on the show. Yeah. What's the chant going around here? I can't hear. It's, it's definitely fuck you. Is it fuck you, Canada? Fuck you, Canada. <laughs> That's a sentiment I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. Have you not forgiven them for Brian Adams yet? Those damn Canadians. Always up to no good. Listen, Terence and Philip got it right. Blame Canada. Oh man, look at those TV cameras. What's your favourite Landstorm tweet? I mean, listen, there's so many. <laughs> I couldn't possibly narrow it down. <laughs> can, can I just say, right? So, firstly, for me, it's probably a three-way tie. It's either um, he hates libraries because he thinks it's the equivalent of uh, low-tech file sharing. Oh my God. He thinks, like, libraries Jesus are piracy. All cancer charities are scams was another great one of his. Um, was that while promoting I, Susan G. Common? I think it was while WWE were promoting them. Um, yeah. And his other one, legendarily, of course, I have no thoughts or feelings. When was it balls died? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I shared the locker room for five years with. I have, <laughs> I no, have no thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> Look, I'm not one to advocate giving money to anybody but us on this show usually, but let me just say that joining the um, the Wrestling Observer site for one month just to go in and see the uh, what had become known then as the Dave's Leather Jacket thread. Okay. Have you ever seen, have you ever no, heard about I'm, this I'm story? Not, again, I'm not an Observer subscriber. I've so, never been on the board. Okay, so Lance was like a guest on Figure Four Daily and he started posting on the board, oh, first God. mistake, Yes. at one point. This is like late 2000s, um, maybe early 2010s. I want to say maybe it was like around 2008, eight nine, like around the time of the merger. I was just going to say right around the merger. Then. With the Observer. Yeah. Um, And he had a photo. I can't remember what it was. I might try to look it up. He had a photo and he was just like, I was wondering, could you Photoshop me? You know what? 
Photoshop me into this photo, and then people just started fucking with him. Really? I'm just like photoshopping, like taking very literally, like just photoshopping like a tiny him or a massive him or like other completely different people <laughs> into the sake. photo. It's so. <laughs> and he's just like in a very landstorm, I don't like joke sort of way, was like, okay, thanks. And it became one of like the longest threads in the history of that board. Oh, God, that was bad. I'm gonna see if I can try and find this now. Sorry, not not the tread. I mean, Tommy Dreamer had an abdominal stretch on Just Incredible, and Jane Douglas proceeded to press slam Lance onto uh, Just Incredible's exposed knee. Mm. Not a good looking move. It's always strange to see tags observed in ECW. Yeah. As Tommy Dreamer gets dragged out of the ring by the referee. She's got herpes chant. Is that what that was? A classy bunch. Again, they've been on their best behavior for most of the night. But again, there was very little female presence on the show yeah I want to say this thread actually got nuked when they upgraded the board it used to be yeah it used to be pinned in their pro wrestling forum <clears throat> it's crazy looking looking here at Don Marie She's been gone off WWE TV for like 17 years, 16 years, yeah. easily. Had to be like 2005, 2006, wasn't it? Yeah, her last appearance was the first one night stand. That's right, yes. She was already gone from the company, <clears throat> but she came back to manage the Impact players for one night. Um, Well, it wasn't really managing them. It was She was, she was managing Lance Storm yeah, and Just Incredible came out in the finish yeah. to screw Jericho. She was heavily pregnant. She was, that's right. as well. yeah, because she had been fired when pregnant. Yes, yes, very famously. That was the first, wasn't that what they called the first? Uh, was it the Black Monday? Yeah, I think so. Or Black Tuesday. I can't, I can't remember what day of the week it was, but it was the first mass firings of a like ha- well, not half the roster, but like a significant amount of people on the roster. Hmm. What do you think of um, Just Incredible's proto John Cena jorts and short boot combination? Appalling. It, it's Appalling. awful, isn't it? Yeah. Like, even for it's, the time, it's not good. No, it's the most, like, low rent show in a high school gymnasium gear. Especially, like, with the ball head and the goatee, it's like you're trying to look like you're. You're cool like Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And you're just not. Like with your sport like fucking, your sports socks on show. The fucking Tommy Hilfiger logo on the back of your jorts. You definitely bought them down in America, like. Yeah. 
there's like you know yeah. lunch. she was uh sorry go on Sorry, she was released during maternity leave yes. yeah, as she was pregnant on July 6, 2005. Yeah, because wasn't the last thing she did like that really weird, uncomfortable Tori Wilson story? So, she was in a feud with Michelle McCool. That never happened. When she finished, I can't believe that there was overlap between those two people's careers. Um, in 2005, February 2005, Don Marie entered a feud with Michelle McCool after McCool attacked Marie during the Divas contest, where Marie and Tori Wilson co-hosted the contest. On the March 3rd episode of SmackDown, Marie teamed up with Renee Dupree in a losing effort to Big Show and Michelle McCool in a mixed tag team match. This sounds like it's coming from a parallel universe. None of that happened. On the March 24th episode of SmackDown, uh... Don Marie pinned McCool using the ropes for leverage. On the April 14th episode of SmackDown, Don Marie was defeated by Tori in a Divas match. This would turn out to be Marie's last match. Her last in-ring ap- uh, appearance was ECW One Night Stand. Her final company appearance on WWE programming was June 19th, 2000 episode, 2005 episode of WWE Bite This. Jesus. See, that's WWE's problem. They take somebody who was never a wrestler and insist on them being a wrestler. Mm. Like yeah, occasionally, like very rarely, you'll get a Trish Stratus. Yeah, but most of the time, you'll just get a really bad wrestler, and it's no fault of their own. Like, what was wrong with just having Dom Marie be Dom Marie? I know. Oh, fair play. Well, she uh, she sued WWE for firing her, and they had to settle out of court. So she got her money. Yeah. Good. And she's had a second child since. Congratulations to her. She didn't marry... I say congratulations like it happened recently. She had that second child in 2009. <laughs> she didn't marry a wrestler, did she? So she was going out with Simon Diamond during... Around this period, actually. Okay. Uh... They were engaged. Um, yeah, so they were going out until pretty much the end of her WWE run, nearly. Okay. Um, and then she met another guy, yeah, who was um, Matthew Delmata. So Irish Pakeni got thrown to the... She has two championships and accomplishments in her career. She was uh, part of the Women's Superstars Uncensored Hall of Fame class of 2010. Okay. And uh, she won the Gooker Award for WrestleCrap, for, which is, I think, the like the most, basically, WrestleCrap's equivalent of most disgusting promotional tactic. Oh. And it's the Al Wilson feud. Yeah. Uh, some classy chants there. I didn't hear that one, and I probably didn't want to. Yeah. This match has gone way too long. Like, way too long. Again, I'd love to know why they thought working like a classic tag match here was the best solution. If you were to guess what uh, Don Marie's cage match rating as a professional wrestler is. 
Bear in mind, they do, like, uh, number uh, to, like, the second decimal point. Yes, uh, 7.4. Wow, generous. 6.39. Well, when you when you said surprised it was that high. When you said guess, I'm go- I was gonna guess high. So, six people voted her as a ten professional wrestler. Wow! Imagine making six cage match profiles of yourself. <laughs> I often wonder: Do wrestlers like use an app like a Grapple or? Oh, hundred percent. Well, did you not see the, um, it, there was a clip, uh, Osprey posted where there was a very recognizable voice in the background yesterday? No. He was listening to the Super J cast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You can, it's like a short clip of Osprey. I don't know where he is and you can hear Joel. <laughs> very good. Yeah. That's, uh, that that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I've been enjoying this show, but Jesus Christ, like you can tell by how far we were meandering off the point here, talking about an Osprey social media video and Don Marie's cage match profile that we're not into this. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Landstorm is in this match and not something else. Yeah, like I would definitely be way more into just like Lance versus Shane Douglas. Yeah, it, like of it, this of this bunch, it might not be a great match, but it'd be a no, lot more interesting than this. Mm. Um, again, not to go back to you know, uh, guilty as charged, but Landstorm RVD on that show, very good. Yeah. Jesus, like I'm scrolling through her uh, cage match profile here and the amount of that I can see in bold bra and panties match in, like Ugh. it's, I think it, it is fairly close to half the matches of her career were bra and panties matches. What was the first match of her career? The first match of her career. I can give you the event. Was it her versus Francine no it was at ECW Ultra Clash okay September 1998 it was the team of Chris Candido and Tammy and Tammy Lynn Sitch versus uh, Lance and Tammy Lynn Bitch yes yes which then of course rematched a month later on pay per view yeah was it a pay per view? Uh, I think the first one was it was Ultra Clash a pay per view. No, that wasn't a pay per view. No. I've definitely seen that match, and I'm, I'm trying to think where I've seen it. So they do a. It might have been at whatever Ultra Clash was. Maybe you saw it on maybe, a comp maybe tape I or saw something. it on the TV or something. Yeah, because there's a bunch of like most of the, her matches here are house shows until 2000. She has a match at Cyber Slam. Okay. Uh, Don Marie and Lance versus Jazz and Nova. He's like, what? fuck these fuckers. That's what I thought he said. And then I was like, no, there had to be a slur in there somewhere that I didn't catch. Uh-oh, here we go. Cat fight. Cat fight is definitely coming, isn't it? 
Yeah, 100%. Francie, like... <laughs> the face is just pulling Oh, there. God. Snap Mary Oh, Stunner. my God. Of course, we get Joey screaming. Full Catholic. Jerry Springer. Yeah. It's so slow motion as well. <laughs> it's awful. I mean, listen. Did 13, 40-year-old me love this? Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god, Lance Storm just hit Francine. Lance, as as gentlemanly as possible, had to try and get a big handful of hours to get Francine up over the ropes. It was like he had her lift with one arm, and you could tell there's like a moment of the hand out like, to the side. No other way to safely get her over the ropes. I just have to. It's incredible that the high spot of the match is a catfight. Oh, it's incredible, is it? Hey, hey, here he is. I love that the ladder has ECW written on the side of it. It's just like the last two, ma- like, it really has ground to a fucking halt, hasn't it? This show. Mm-hmm. It's WCW esque in that the the beginning of the show was hot and this like as we get further up the card it just gets worse mm-hmm. at least we have to has to come I'm not normally one of these people but that ladder looks very lightweight yeah minute tin foil and crisps oh we got the Joey Mercury spot yeah, thankfully no one's nose exploded. No, that was for later on when they busted out the guitar. Hmm. I I would like it if this match ended now. Like, I guess. Yeah. Let's get to the actual heated main event, please. This is, this is the semi-main event, yeah? Uh, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> that was good. Dreamer DDT. <laughs> Just incredible. Onto Landstorm's dick. It's good shit. A really bad belly to belly. Like, really bad. Oh, God. I'm so mad that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> this match is 30 seconds longer than the main event, by the way. Ugh. 18 minutes, 58 seconds. Jeez, Lance Storm's dick's getting an awful pattern, isn't it? <laughs> the way you fucking Brian Alvarez. <laughs> Francine with the high kick. Roundhouse kick. Pit- Fisherman. Pittsburgh plunge. Gets yeah. the win. The relief in the crowd. I will say I'm upset we don't get perfect strangers. Yeah. (laughs) 
Francine is a much better baby face than Shane Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Just not very smoothly the catch of the cane, yeah. throwing it away and roundhouse kick. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer is blown up to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Have somebody coming out here. Oh. oh, Cyrus. Here he is. Ah, the heels getting their heat back. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer just the best bump of his life coming into the ring there. Yeah. And then Ata Kane. Who is Don Callis kidding with the hair? He was a supermodel. Well, what was the gimmick you're supposed to go in this, as the supermodel in WWE? I know, but you could, always, you could already see that the, the hairline is starting to give up the ghost on him. Either side. As much volume as he tries to add to it. Did Don Callis just low blow Francine? He did, yeah. Again, Francine, a much better baby face than Shane Douglas. I'm just about blown up here. Yeah, no, like th this match has really killed any momentum the show had. Yeah, I feel how Tommy Dreamer looks. Well, hopefully you're not thinking the way Tommy did. No. <laughs> Paul, if you don't get this show over with... <laughs> Probably that's the second show in, in the last month where we've mentioned that. <laughs> nice recap of uh, Van Damme Lynn. <laughs> Better times, eh? What do you think of uh, Joey Styles' suspenders straight from 1972? Very much like a uh, new kid in an old-timey newsroom gear. Yeah. <laughs> John Finnegan looks fucking bollocks.
clear-cut winner? Well, it's I mean, a time limit draw. clear-cut apart from the fact that he did not win. <laughs> it's clear-cut that he wasn't the loser, therefore he must have been the winner. But you weren't going to get a clear-cut winner if you, got, if you gave him the belt. What are you fucking talking about, John Finnegan? You fucking looper. That's a great line yeah, from Rock. One of the two greatest. Tonight you were one of the two greatest athletes in the ring. What do you think of the not the winged eagle TV belt? It is. It is. Uh, dangerously close to a lawsuit. So he wants another match at Hardcore Heaven. <laughs> He's so humble he can't even imagine losing. <laughs> Okay, this this interview has officially gone too long. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> he ran out of stuff to say about ten seconds ago. Are we are we killing time here? Just half an <laughs> half an hour left on the run. I try to see if his eyes are doing the cut the fucking camera thing. <laughs> Okay, so no time limit at Hardcore Heaven. Here we go. We got Sabu's music playing. Title unification. Does that mean Ricky Starks is the lineal ECW champion? What? I said, does that make Ricky Starks the lineal ECW champion? 100%. <laughs> Do you know what? There, there's a job for somebody. Oh my god! From from this match forward, trace the ECW title. <laughs> Please don't do that to poor Kim guys again. <laughs> we should say, whenever it comes to pass that we finish Thunder, we will publish Kim Geist's incredible work on the lineal martial arts division title. 100%. I hope we don't fuck it up with it if there's any more margin calls like you've had before. Oh, I will. 
What is this fucking grainy ass footage on pay per view? <laughs> so, oh, that's how he fractured Sabu's oh. jaw. Sabu now has, uh, like I said, he's taped the whole lower half of his face, but since we saw him earlier, he's written F U on the tape. I can't really. You can't really say that his jaw is made of granite when it's currently in traction there. I don't understand why he has foo but not Manchu afterwards. I'm going to turn up the volume one more time for everybody. Just to hear Taz's incredible entrance. Hell yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that I just thought was a fucking badass in 1999. We stan a short king in this house. Listen, real... Re this man was a killer. Re real recognises real when it comes to the short yeah. kings here. <laughs> I very much would pay cash money if there's photographic evidence that, like, a 12-year-old Lee dressed up as Taz for Halloween. Um, I don't think I could. <laughs> I don't think I could pull off the singlet. <laughs> and plus, God knows Taz's feelings on anybody else wearing orange. <laughs> he's, he's not a fan. <laughs> he will let you know. I love that Alfonso has carried the tag belt around all night unnecessarily. He's probably wrecked. He is homicidal. He is suicidal. He is genocidal. He is your Republican representative for the presidency. <laughs> he is Sabu. The stance, like, the power stance with the folded arms. Pushing the chest out. Yeah. I mean, listen, it takes a tough man to pull off that goatee, sideburns, shaved pointy head. Pointy sideburns and pointy goatee. Shaved head and very slight mohawk. Yeah. Fonzie's just still in the ring. Right, Dave. You're... They're getting ready to lock up and Fonzie's just still there. You're going to have to look this one up. Is this their first match on pay-per-view or TV okay. since Barely Legal? Is it their first one-on-one? -on -one? Let's find out. Taz getting himself over with the fans. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's false count anywhere. Okay, so 
So, they had a match at ECW Crossing the Line, 1999. Okay. What was the date on that um, one? What? What was the date on that? Uh, the 12th of February. They had a match at a, what I assume was a house show, which was pretty much, I guess, this match. Except it was a time limit draw, because it was false count anywhere unification match for both belts. I'm wondering, is that where he broke his jaw? Yes, possibly. So, what do you think of the theory that uh, Taz and Sabu have never liked each other? That Taz likes to tell the story of on uh, the ECW DVD. Well, the way they hoof each other around, it's not the biggest stretch for me to believe that. I mean, what about you? Yeah, I mean, look, I can understand why Taz wouldn't like him after you know he gets his big break and Sabu fucks off to Japan. Yeah, and then you know, Sabu fucking has his neck legitimately broken by Taz. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can buy that they weren't the biggest fan of each other in spite of having great in ring chemistry. Yeah, it's funny the way that works sometimes because you'll also get people that are like very close that have no chemistry whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, just look at Triple H and Stephanie. Hey, <laughs> I was gonna say Matt and Jeff Hardy, but you, you know, you went worse. <laughs> I'll always go worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Matt and Jeff, obviously, the, the standout example of just awful chemistry as opponents. Hmm. Ooh, that crossface. <laughs> swearing at each other. I hate that the network bleep it. Yeah. I mean, they didn't bleep out the F word that Bubba dropped earlier on. Yep. And they definitely should have. One thing that always bothered me about Taz, no knee pads. I hate, yeah. I hate wrestlers with no knee pads. Are you trying to start a beef with Minoru Suzuki? Okay, he is the exception <laughs> that proves the rule. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else, I don't like when they don't have knee pads. No. I'm going to tell Minoru Suzuki, you want to fight him. <laughs> Leave him alone, says you ain't so tough. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, do I think I could get into a chop battle with Minoru Suzuki? Uh. You could get into one. What do you get out of one? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. I'm sure it's pretty easy to get into a chop battle with him. <laughs> you forget I've been trained in the art of... Getting the shit kicked out of Yeah. We're going to get a dive. We got Taz in the front mm-hmm. row. And a chair and a Sabu in the ring. <laughs> Taz held up the chair. But he had to have something to dive into. <laughs> True. I 
I love the random plastic bag just in the middle of the floor. I would not want to go brawling around the floor of an ECW show where people have been in the building four to five hours at this point. What are the odds that somebody has just pissed where they stood? I'm going to guess very high. Very, very high. Again, the camera is just lost now as the crowd brawling goes on. Yeah. We got a fan in the crowd dressed as Sabu. With the, with, with, the, with the tape across his jaw and everything. I mean, he he took his job well, his uh, his cosplay seriously. It's a tremendous effort. very difficult to understand what's going on here as the ring light is just shining very brightly in the background oh we're back to ringside More crowd brawling. They're working their way over towards the ramp by the looks of things. Yeah. yeah. This is very much a Sabu match. Yes, so far. Smoke, mirrors, and chairs. Oh, we got a pinfall. <laughs> That's it, it's over. <laughs> Sabu gets thrown back into the crowd because, of course, Taz is now going to do a dive. Which he won't. Thankfully, we are now back in the ring. We got a table draped across the guardrail and the ring. I'm mm-hmm. sure this is going to end well for somebody. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to completely forget about us. Uh oh. 
all overhead, belly to belly, takes out the camera and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> overhead, belly to belly, that he over-rotated on, went through the table with his arse and tailbone and took out one of the camera feeds. Sorry, I should say over the head, belly to belly, Tazplex. Because, True. of course, every suplex is a Tazplex. Well, Taz is doing it. That's not the point, Dave. <laughs> I, 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 can they please keep that gimmick going for Hook? That every suplex Hook throws Hulk, is a Hulkplex. If you at Excalibur, I'm sure he will. That'd be. I'd appreciate that. Oh, fuck. I love Taz. Look at him. Fuck him. <laughs> Great stuff. Beat the shit out of this guy where he's got more balls than you. Hogan and Flair. Oof. Chair ricochets off Taz into the crowd. You know the way they said about Paul Ellering, he would look after the road warriors. Like, their yeah. travel, their rental cars, getting them to and from the arena. Do you think Fonzie was that type of manager? I'm trying to think what else he would... I mean, you would definitely... if Look, if I was employing Sabu, I would definitely employ a second person to relatively speaking keep him out of trouble well that was the referee um, the young referee what was his name Pee Wee something oh yes of course that was his job he was Sabu's handler all about that <laughs> god bless not a, not a job I'm envious of <laughs> um, would you like a job in the professional wrestling business kid sure would it's minding Sabu I'm out <laughs> I think Taz just chased off Fonzie. We got a referee in the ring that looks absolutely shattered. Yeah. I mean, I am. <laughs> also looks to have a broken arm. Yeah. Man needs to get himself... Probably just carpal tunnel. Man needs to get himself a union rep. <laughs> These referees, man. When do they realise collective action is what's going to stop them getting... Bumped every single match. Either he needs to call Mark Sterling. <laughs> Did you see that video? The Have you been injured at work? Or have you been injured no. in the hands of Wardlaw? No. Oh, you need to search it up. I I like the high water mark for skits for a long time is is going to be that um the dark side of the yes. ring MJF one. It's not quite God as damn. good as that, but it's very good. Yeah. Ooh, Taz with a power bomb. That's what you see very often. Mm. I'd say I've much more enjoyed this match than the preceding couple of matches. Yeah, I think if those two had been cut out and they'd gone straight to this, we'd be like a rocking lot higher, and rolling yeah. with this. It really hurt the the energy. If this show was kept with tight two hours, it would have been a lot better. 
for sure. I'm still enjoying it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't have quite the, like, I was really, really enjoying it <laughs> up until the last couple of matches. And it wasn't even, like, I, I think even those matches, you could still have them and just give them less time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it would have been better. I suppose it doesn't help that it's also almost 1am. Yes. Yes. OneWrestling.com Stalin there in the back. Obviously planted by Joey Styles. 100%. Was it Joey Styles and Bob Ryder? Mm-hmm. Like this, this match has literally just devolved to clubbing each other at this stage. Yeah. Oh my god, that is the just the clunkiest looking Arabian power bomb I've ever seen in my Ooh, life. Oh, not good. Not good. Sabu ate shit off the fence that he essentially power bombed Taz onto his own uh, body. Yeah. It looked like Taz wasn't quite ready and then also thought, fuck this bump. Yeah. Is Taz resting on a table? Yeah. This is not going to go well. Oh. And it didn't. Tin of Pringles on the floor there. Oh, I could go for a tin of Pringles right now. <laughs> Top three Pringles flavors, Lee. Ooh, geez, some late night snack clock. Uh, yeah. Top three Pringles flavors. They didn't think they didn't think we could do it, but we got snack talk into a TRL. Uh, sour cream number one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Number two, salt and vinegar. Oh, okay. Controversial, I would say. Number three. This is going to be the controversial one. Okay. The original. Do you know what? That's my number three as well. Oh. Our number three and our number one are identical. What's your number two? My number two is paprika. I can't say I've ever had them. Oh, the paprika Pringle, man. As you know, I'm, I'm old enough to say that I remember when the paprika Pringle debuted. <laughs> I'm a big fan of paprika on chips, so no reason I you wouldn't would. enjoy paprika paprika pringles yeah you would love a paprika pringle <laughs> 10 times fast I might have to search out <laughs> some paprika pringles yeah god damn so I might be going to get a, to uh, a, a tube of them on the way to work tomorrow so we're going to have to ask the Thunder Buddies your top 3 pringle flavours and this will be good because we have like a lot of overseas listeners and the flavours available in different countries are quite different. And we will shit all over your choices. I will say... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, well, I well, will. <laughs> no, no, I'm about to shit over one in advance if anybody tries to put it in a top three. Um, I had, at one stage, I think it was when I was in America, salt and pepper ping Pringles. Dog shit. Sound dog shit, to be honest. I, ha I had to, they were one of the kind of, that's a different flavor that isn't like immediately off-putting mm. to me. I want to see what this is like. And yeah, dog shit. 
I didn't try like the the pizza Pringles which they had at the time. I've seen you know reviews of them and they don't sound great. Yeah. I know a lot of people, a lot of my buddies are big fans of the Texas barbecue Pringles, mm. which you can get here. Yeah, they're okay. And I'm a, I'm a man who personally will say, if you're going to say the words prong cocktail at me, get the fuck out of here. Not a prong cocktail guy in any crisp whatsoever. I mean, you're wrong. The, no, the, the, I'm not. This is the mushrooms the all thing. over again. Oh, what, you mean an absolutely unimpeachable take? Yes, it is. The mushrooms all over again. Listen, prawn cocktails are good. You can have your prawn cocktails and your mushrooms and get in a big boat to fuck off for the You don't like skips? No, I don't. Oh, man. Skips are like a top five crisp. Skips, more like... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's late. What do you want? What do you want from me? I was going. I was waiting for a more like skip over them, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are, are skips a worldwide? I don't think they are. I don't think you can no. Get... They're made by KP, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know. Would our would our American and Canadian friends know what skips are? So they're like a like a like a puffy crisp slash potato chip. Uh, with a strong prawn cocktail flavouring to and them. And they melt in your mouth. They are incredible. Yes, that's the whole that they kind of fizz and melt uh, as as you eat them. I'm kind of like, oh, as a general rule... Oh, Dragon Tazplex. Yeah, Oof, through the table. table in the corner. Uh, I'm kind of more, uh, as a human, attracted to the more solid crisp variety than the, the puffy, crunchy crisp variety. Hmm. I, I do like a hunky... Like, most of my go-to crisps are the kind of the solid chip. Yeah, I do like hunky-dory. Yeah. I, although, of the, the, the puffier kind of ones, uh, I love a chipstick. As as a, a man with children, a chipstick is a solid... Mm. A solid crisp. We got the Katahajime, the red rum, the Taz Mission locked in. I think Fonzie tried to tr- oh. throw in the tail. Arm is up at three. It's back down again. He tried to roll out and it looks like he's gone. And he is gone. Your champion. Your king of crisps. It's Taz. <laughs> You're unified. ECW World and FTW World Heavyweight Champion. Oh. Fonzie is in and he's disgusted. That's because he lost his hat. Oh my god, someone just beamed a camera guy with a sign. I did I did <laughs> see that. That was very good. <laughs> of course not after. No one would have such disrespect to a legend. Some people are throwing shit at the ring. Sabu got a busted chain. Yeah. He's had that for a little while.
Is Taz insisting on the code of honor here? He wants to shake hands. I think Taz is bleeding a little from the mouth, is obviously. I think Sabu had the spike in his hand there. He sure did. Looked like he was going to spike him and then shook his hand. As Joker Bray looks on in the crowd. <laughs> That's Harland. <laughs> it's Harland. So, our first adventure into ECW, Dave, what, what's your thoughts? Again, we kind of, like, as they show the, the previously on ECW, oh, what you saw earlier that night, shot. that chair shot still sucks. Um, yeah, look, I enjoyed myself for the most part. I think, you know, we, we kind of hit the nail on the head during that main event, that I think the more so the the length of the two matches before the main event mm. than necessarily the matches themselves kind of took the wind out of our sails um match of the night easily rbd and jerry lynn i think um i had a rip roaring time watching that yeah i mean i won't say a close second but obviously super super crazy and tajiri had a a very good opener as well yeah uh we'll never forget uh, a man going hard way off someone else's nipple. Uh, <laughs> nor the cocaine guitar. I'll never look at a guitar uh, the same again. But look, look, it was very enjoyable. I'm glad that, you know, our next TRL is going to be sticking in the land of the extreme. Um, we're not going to get many chances to go back and forth into ECW. So it's something a little bit different for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I like that different flavour. So, what what did you think of the show? Again, it's a show I've seen many, many times. I I do enjoy this era of ECW. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you can't say and do and crowd chants. And yeah, it's, in that sense, not great. But yeah. again, this is the era I grew up. I first discovered ECW, so I have a lot of nostalgia for this era. Hmm. So, I enjoy the roster I think the next time we check in on ECW, it'll be a very changed roster. Yeah, because we get a lot of high-profile departures mm-hmm. throughout '99 and into 2000. Um, so yeah, which they 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 struggle with very much. I think it's safe. To they say. do, and uh, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to our next TRL whenever that may be mm-hmm. in the coming weeks yeah. or months. For sure. But yeah, very very enjoyable. Thank you to. Uh, it was... Who suggested this show? I believe it was Dr. Annoyed Grunt. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, on the tweet yeah. machine. Um, And also, Lee, this is our last uh, Days of Thunder before the launch of the Days of Thunder Patreon. Yeah, jeez. Uh, so, the, the start of a, a brave new era for us. You're going to get more um, Days of Thunder. Yeah, so keep an eye to our our link tree that's in the the show notes uh, on whatever app you're listening to and of course to our twitter at wcw thunderpod june 1st 
the Patreon will go live so that nobody's getting double charged for uh, like the end of May and into June. Um, and yeah, come and join us over there. We have um pretty good, I think, lineup for day one, Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have um some show notes and stuff that we're going to be adding up so that there's, you know, not nothing there before June 1st, just so that we can get used to the UI ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on June 1st, we will have um, two podcasts straight away. One will be a free post, and that will be the long-awaited return of the cast and Furious with uh, me, Jack Lazell, and Chris Damaseno. Uh, we are talking Fast and Furious 6. Um, that, for those of you who don't remember which one that is, that is the one with the world's longest runway chase uh, at the end. Uh, and a very wet Dwayne Johnson throughout, as always. Um, and then also, Lee, uh, you'll be taking uh, hosting reins as we introduce uh, the first of our new Patreon exclusive shows. Yeah, so we will be launching with Rehash of the Champions, our chronological look at every Clash of the Champions, WCW Clash of the Champions. We will not cover... Mm-hmm. Night of Champions. No, God, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we are going to go right back to the beginning. Go from Clash of Champions 1 all the way on. Yeah. And yeah, so we will do that every month. Yeah. And then feature an other, one other podcast at least every month. Yeah. yeah, so the way we're going to structure it is basically that every week you're getting something somewhere from Days of Thunder. So in a five-week month, um, you'll be getting two normal days of thunders which will remain free uh, on all podcast platforms exactly where they already mm-hmm. are you don't need to change a thing for all that but if you're somebody that wants to come over to the patreon um stuff like uh so cast and furious is going to be there i'm going to make that a free post because you know my the rule that myself and lee discussed is that any series that are in progress will always remain free um to you the listener so um, that is what we will be doing with Cast and Furious, but other stuff like um, Rehash of the Champions and many more ideas. I think we've already said that uh, uh, Days of Thunder at the Movies is coming back as a semi-regular show. Mm-hmm. Um, so shows like that are going to be popping up in the alternate weeks where there aren't uh, regular Days of Thunder being posted and then kind of one week a month will be your I, I called it a grab bag week on Twitter today, Lee, where it'll be like either the previous month's show notes or maybe, you know, a little piece of audio that doesn't really fit anywhere else might mm-hmm. go up. Um but you know, uh watch this space. We've got plenty more. I think last I counted Lee, we've got about a half dozen different show ideas that are gonna be we're gonna try rotate them yeah. you know, so that it doesn't get stale. I think the the rehash of the champions we're going to stick with consistently yeah. as a monthly show for a little while, and then try out. You know, if if a second show becomes something people want to see more regular, uh, then we might stick with rehash and a different show. Yeah. But we're gonna go gonna go based off what everybody thinks. So we, we hope you all enjoy it. We will we Keep will listen to, to your feedback on on what to feature. Hundred percent because we don't know what we're fucking doing. Um, <laughs> So check that out uh, from June 1st. We look forward to having you all uh, over there or as many of you that can spare the couple of dollars a month. Uh, For us, though, uh, that's another episode of Days of Thunder in the bag, another TRL, Lee. Uh, So we can put the close down the screening room here 
uh, another successful session. We hope you all enjoyed it and we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder was produced by Lee Malone and edited by me, Dave Ryan. Keep up to date with the show and find all the ways to listen to us. You can follow us on Twitter at WCWThunderPod or click the Linktree link in our Twitter bio or in the show notes. I am at the day to Dave on Twitter and Lee is at Malone underscore 713. Days of Thunder is a part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Follow the VOW network anywhere. Good podcasts are sold for more fine podcasts than you can shake a stick at. Thanks. Can you hear the